Hey, Mel. Bri here. Gotta work from home today because the whole family caught a nasty... Daddy! Hey, Mikey! If you're gonna puke, find the popcorn bowl! But my availability is 110%. Coincidentally, so is my fever. <laughs> Kidding. Mel, I'm so cold but hot. Uh, but I'm gonna get you that budget. Just as soon as... Right. Mikey! Popcorn bowl! Press 1 to use Instacart and get your family's sick day essentials delivered in as fast as 30 minutes. Press 2 to keep working. Do not press 2. Just use Instacart. Brian. How powerful is Cox Internet? Powerful enough to let your band members in Vegas, Phoenix, and Rhode Island jam like you're all in the same garage. Get Cox Internet powered by fiber with America's fastest download speeds. It's Internet built for tomorrow, today. Cox, always building better. Cox Internet is connected to the premises via coaxial connection. Speeds vary and are not guaranteed. Cox terms and other restrictions may apply. Analysis by Ookla speed test intelligence data. Fixed median download speeds. US Q3 2023. Hey, Mike Lynch here. Hey, and I'm Patrick Harris. You probably like baseball, which is why you're listening to this. This is the uh, Hot Corner Podcast. Well, I kind of like baseball. I guess I'll tune in. Baseball's pretty neat, so thanks for listening. This is brought to you by your local Les Schwab Tire Center. Doing the right thing since 1952. Woo, baseball! The baseball season is way too long. The game is way too slow. It's so boring to watch. Shut up. Get your peanuts, Cracker Jacks, and IPAs ready. This is the Hot Corner with Harrison Lynch. Swing and a long drive. Deep to right. Covering all things baseball. Going. Going. The big leagues. Going. Going. And the MLB to Portland. Goodbye. He has done it. He has changed the game of the night. Now, here are your hosts, Patrick Harris and Mike Lynch on 1080. Welcome into the Hot Corner. Woo! Because it must be a Wednesday, because it's always a Wednesday. Boy, I'll tell you what, man. I don't know what's going on. I don't know the reason for it. Maybe it's because I've had back-to-back Game 7s of NBA that I'm actually kind of excited about because this is an NBA show. But, boy, am I in a good mood. (laughs) I think I know why. (laughs) I'm in a great mood. I'm kind of flying high these days, you know. Personal life is just, you know, we're kind of killing it right now. You know, everything happens for a reason. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, we good, baby. Uh, I feel good. I had a buddy tell me the other day, he goes, man, I haven't seen you this good in a while. <laughs> Did you get laid last night or something? No, no, I'm waiting till marriage. You know the drill. <laughs> Come on, Joe. Good one, It's Patrick. a family show. It's a family show. Yeah, I don't know. I'm feeling good. There's a lot going on. Well, but before it's after dark, we're a family show. The second the sun goes down at, <laughs> what is it, 8.15? Then oh, everything everything changes. Sports for three hour, club for one hour, where that's not family friendly. Then we go back to family friendly, and then <laughs> and then it goes back. And then the wheels <laughs> fall completely off. Yeah, I don't know. Again, I'm I'm very intrigued by both of these NBA game sevens. That's shocking to me, considering how you normally feel about the NBA. Right. Well, I hate James Harden, Russell Westbrook, Pac-12 love. Mm-hmm. You know, I just got that buried hate for right. them. Uh, from my days at Wazoo. Uh, so I'm, I'm pulling OKC, which is crazy because I don't love Chris Paul either, but I love Billy Donovan. Uh, the Utah 
Denver game last night was fantastic, although I was rooting for Utah. Um, and in a year where everyone thought this trade deadline was going to be kind of boring, your boy over here had a had a kind of a big day. Uh, your boy, your boy over there, you <laughs> had a small big day compared to the big day of Padre fans everywhere. Of course, of course, and 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 you know that's where we're going to leave. You the may show. or may not have gotten a haul, but the Padres. I don't understand sure really what they're doing but boy did they go for it sure and we'll and we'll we'll that's where we're going to lead the show and we'll get to that but like I just like sports world right now is just talking to me you know there's NFL a lot NFL starts on Thursday next and, week NFL is going to come back and then shut down soon which is going to make me very happy Is your like fantasy team doing really good or something My or? fantasy baseball team is terrible No it's not I just climbed out of 7th into 4th I'm and, in 4th Well then it must have changed in the last day but I'm starting to come around because my guys don't have COVID anymore. <laughs> Although I forgot to start Jacob DeGrama the other day, which was really dumb. Oh, boy. Yeah, that was a whoops. Because uh, I usually start my fantasy. I usually set the lineup right when I wake up, which is right before 10. Mm. And I forgot to. Yeah, and the Mets happens. played an early game and DeGrom was the starter. Or usually I set it the night before. I, I, will say, I have that panic <clears throat> constantly. Usually I set the night before. I should say that. I, I always set the morning <clears throat> of. And there's that panic when you realize it's one in the afternoon and you haven't looked yet. <laughs> and you're like, oh, God, oh God, who did I leave on the bench? And nine times out of ten, you get lucky. Yeah. Because, I mean, what are the chances there's a morning guy in the middle of the week? Right. But uh, that one time where you, you leave a guy on the bench and he goes six innings and gives up one run and you're like, great. Super glad that I did that. Yeah, DeGrom threw seven. Or like a guy in your hitting bench uh, starts and goes like two for four with a home run. That was McNeil in the same game. And <laughs> and you would have put him up knowing that this game was postponed, but yeah. you forgot. Yeah. And then Manny Machado hit two home runs. So I was just like, man, dude, you're the best. Not really. Eh? <laughs> I, I, I don't like you. But you know what I mean. Sorry, Joe. Joe's just like give, mean mugging me over there dude, with he, his wider mustache. He went to like the most opposite team of the Orioles geographically <laughs> and in the National League. So I can't really be too upset. But it's uh, okay. You never see him. Yeah, yeah, exactly. I mean, and I like the Padres. But mm. it's okay. I started Kyle Friedland today and he got lit. So, you know. He He's Kyle Friedland. Why on earth are you starting him? Because <laughs> like, because everyone is dead. That is the name, name of his team. That is the name of my team. Everyone is dead. Literally. Well, they were, but I mean, they're still dead, but we got a text here. Fan text line 503-250-1080. Padre fan here. My day is much better. I've been waiting for this show since Monday. Aw, thank you. We're here and we're going to talk about your team. I'm pumped that one person is listening to this show right now. I, I'm, I, I haven't I, heard from RJ, no deal, nobody, but Padre fan here. This ready one Padre is ready. ready to go. Yeah, we'll dive on some Padres today. We got a lot to get to. Look, I don't full, like I said, I don't fully understand what they're doing, but I know they're going for it. Yeah, and that's all that matters. Yeah, we got a lot to get to today. I mean, there's there's pod, you know, it's trade deadline was a lot more exciting than people thought. You know, there's we a can, new rivalry. There's a new rivalry in baseball, <laughs> um, and you know, there's some COVID updates, and obviously, we'll update you on how much the Astros are trash and why we're going like to keep always. talking about them. Because yep. uh, I don't want this story to go away. Don't let COVID make you forget that the Astros are the worst people on the planet. Don't well, let it, don't well, let it not, happen. Not, not really. I definitely know people like high up in American well, politics that are worse than the Astros, but I do hate the Astros. I did send you guys a link to a video, and I, <clears throat> I, I 
almost don't want you guys to watch it. I want to just play the audio for you later okay. in the show. Joke's on you, Joe. We still haven't watched it. Yeah, I didn't think you did. No. You um, sent it maybe three hours ago, and neither of us. We both looked at it, and we're like, later. I'm going to go <laughs> maybe seven hours ago, even. But, um, seven? It was, uh, it was, it was early today. Yeah. I totally had the chance to look at it, and I was like, I'm doing something. I'll but look at it later. It was five. Okay. Let's not exaggerate. That's 2 17 p.m. It was really five. Oh. 217. Take the, yeah, five right, hours. Right in the middle there. Um, yeah, when we get to the how are the Astros doing at the plate segment, I will play this. Uh, perfect. This audio perfect. It, that kind of slides in at 745. So we'll do that there. We got fair foul at the bottom of the eight o'clock hour. Oakley Doakley. That's what I was supposed to say before we did all this. But hey, you, you know, remembered your catchphrase. That's good. I remember my catchphrase. Well, you've phrase. got like three catchphrases on the show. Do I? Must be Wednesday. Oakley Doakley and do something I would do. Yeah, that is true. Bubba Lubba Dub Dub. No, Rick Sanchez. <laughs> no. But don't forget Catorces. And thinking and speaking of that, we got the Beers on Us podcast drops tomorrow. Yeah, we got to talk about the beer, too, yeah, at some sh- point. Yeah, we should probably do that. Because uh, it's good and people love it. Yeah, let's do it now. Uh, Mike and I <laughs> Mike and I teamed up with <laughs> the crew over yeah. at uh, Barelick Brewery. Uh, Barelick Brewing, I believe, is the technical name of their company. Correct. Um, some really, really awesome people over there decided uh, to share our second anniversary with us and they made us a west coast ipa you can pick that up at either of the Barelick locations Northeast on these halls your southeast 11th yep yep you can pick it up either there and from what the staff also home delivery also home delivery if you you know if you got to live that covid life and uh in our conversations with the higher ups there with uh listeners of our podcast and with honestly with the bar staff at the uh, super secret beer club uh the beer is flying and people are loving it I went down there on Saturday because I saw someone sent me a picture that they were there and it was on tap. Mm-hmm. And they told us they weren't sure if they were going to put it on tap. Right. So I saw that and went, well, I got to go down there. A, I wanted to get some more fours, mm-hmm. four packs. But B, I wanted to go try it on tap. And uh, two listeners were there. Uh, both came up and said hi. And Eldon was there. Nice. And uh, he came and sat and had a beer with me. And uh, it, was a, it was a wonderful time. Uh, four out of five stars on the untapped app. Ooh, hey. Joe the- Fish wrote a review <clears throat> for us. Yep. Hey, and four out of five stars on untapped is pretty great because it's not hazy. So wasn't it? Is it has it gone down slightly? Because I saw four point like two yesterday. Four point zero two. Mm, maybe that's what I saw. So uh, just over four. That's even better. Yeah, I ran into RJ when I was there. He was there with his son. I ran um, into P1 Paul, who's... Uh, in the RJ Golf Group every year at the Fan Golf sweet, Classics. So, sweet, yeah. yeah. So you guys have been awesome to us on that. And uh, tomorrow's podcast, we're going to taste it a week a week later. It'll be eight days technically for us. but uh, Eight yeah. days, and we'll talk about the beer, and we're also going to do our own show. It's Fresh Hop Season 2. Don't forget mm. that. Genius marketing, because if they uh, have it on tap all the time, whenever anybody comes in and sees something called Beer of the Week, they're like, oh, I got to try that. Definitely got to have The Beer that. of the Week. <clears throat> it's not going to be on tap all, all the time, but... Yes, that is a genius idea. Yes, yes, yeah. That was part of the thought process, not just because we have a segment on the podcast called Beer of the Week, but it was like someone sees that and they go, ooh, got to try that. Beer of the Week, huh? And and pick up your four-pack because we're going to try it every single week for the next four weeks and kind of talk about how the hops progress and how the beer ages and all that kind of stuff. It's going to be really fun. I'm very curious. I've had it. I haven't had it out of the can since that first set or the first can eight Mm -hmm. days ago. I had it on tap, but that's it was a little different. Um, I'm very curious to see how it tastes because we got it fresh off the line. Mm-hmm. And, you know, the guys there, when we did the episode there, were like, you know, the, the hops are a little bit green. It's going to be interesting to see. There we go. Eight days later, tomorrow, I'm excited to try it. I had one super drunk last night at like two in the morning. Oh, so you tried it. Well, yeah, I mean, I have no idea. <laughs> I mean, I've been drinking it. I've been drinking a lot of it. I bought a case of it. So I think my favorite <clears throat> part about it 
is that this is not just Joe's says, review. Says your name on it. <laughs> that is great. Um, and it's not just Joe who did this on Untapped in his review, but I've actually heard this from multiple people who tried it. They say it's crushable. It's a 7.2. Which is kind of wild. Yeah, that's it's really, really easy drinking. I like that because it's bitter, and we wanted it to be bitter in a West Coast IPA, but yet it's also easy drinking. I mean, I'm I'm wiping my hands as if I did it. That's for there you, better like guys, drink if you're listening to a baseball mm. show, which you are <laughs> definitely not. Um, thank you for making a, a wonderful beer. And <clears throat> I hope that it does so well that you want to do it again. Yeah, me too. Yeah, that'd be great. Uh, you can follow us on social media. Mike's on Twitter at Mike Lynch 27. You can find me on Instagram at PDD085. There is the Beers on Us Instagram page at beers on us there's also our fantastic producer behind the glass mr joe fisher on twitter as well at joe fish three that's f-i-s-c-h harass us we love it it's also the fan text line 503-250-1080 hit it up we'll get to you all right when we come back san diego padres most exciting team in baseball right now yes a hundred percent yes. A hundred percent. not even close. Yes, it's not even close. We'll dive into the trade deadline and start with the San Diego Padres. We'll do all that next. This is the Hot Corner on 1080 The Fan. This is the Hot Corner with Harrison Lynch on 1080 The Fan. Seven eighteen here on Portland Sports Leader, live from the poop field, Willa Meta. I love this song. There's a playlist on Spotify. This is Nate Dog. You should just like listen to it. It's so great. You should so just great. like listen to it, man. <laughs> yeah, man. Like, yeah, the this is Nate Dog on Spotify. That's a that's a good play. It's pretty fire. And what's funny is this song, Area Codes, is kind of deep in the playlist. So, like, you get through all the big stuff, and so is the Tupac stuff. So you get through, like, Regulator and all the Dre and Snoop Dogg stuff and the Eminem stuff, and you kind of go down, and then you get into some kind of, like, I don't know if it's necessarily deeper cuts, but they are deeper cuts of of Nate Dogg, and then all of a sudden that song shows up, and you're like, oh, yeah. <laughs> I got a, I got a, Anyway. I like how you can't say it because <laughs> am I not allowed to say it? I just I just played it safe. I've had yeah. the dumb button on me too many times on this show. I got O's. Yeah, I got O's. O's in different area codes. <laughs> O's in different. Yeah, five oh three. Music three six zero five oh nine. Music. Those are me. the three places I've lived. Shout out Pullman. Go Cougs. I see you, Matt. Two oh one three one five five oh three eight oh trees. <laughs> Southern Those are the three places I have lived. <laughs> also, if you'd like to add the secondary <clears throat> area codes, uh, 971 for here, 971 and 973 for where I grew up. That's the secondary oh, area the code. the 973. 201 is the original area code. Gotcha, gotcha, gotcha. Simple, gotcha. easy, awesome. Gotcha. The 206 are people up That's in Seattle. Seattle. People up in SeaTac. Yes. All right, well, trade deadline went and passed, and I think everybody kind of thought that the trade deadline would be pretty boring and lame because nobody wants to spend money. Nobody wants to take on a big payroll. And I, there's you not know. a lot of teams that are fully out of it. Yep, there's not a lot of teams fully out of it, so it's kind of like, well, maybe we just stay pat and just kind of do what we got. <clears throat> Padre said, hold my beer. 
And uh, they made a bunch of smaller trades to kind of get some things going. They got Trevor Rosenthal for the bullpen. From they the picked, Royals. They picked up Mitch Moreland, first base DH. From the Red Sox. And then they did it. Then they snagged Mike Clevenger, uh, starting pitcher from Cleveland. With multiple years left on his contract. This year and two more years, and he makes under $10 million a year. They got uh, themselves an ace because they needed one. Because Chris Paddock is good, yep, but he's on a number one. They got a good little rotation. Zach Davies, Chris Paddock. They got a good little rotation. Yeah, Clevenger makes that a good rotation. Yes. Yes. Clevenger walks in as the ace. They kind of Cleveland asked for a ton. You know, they they I, I know Cleveland spoke to the Braves. I know they spoke to the Yankees. They spoke to uh, the Dodgers. They spoke to the Padres, and the Padres were the one willing to pull the trigger. Now, as a Cleveland, if you want to, if you want to just take the Cleveland aspect real quick, and then we'll get to the Padres. The Cleveland aspect is this is a great haul. Like they got what they wanted. It's an amazing. Haul. It's an amazing haul. You There's- often at a trade deadline don't see a team just give up multiple good players and prospects for mm-hmm. one player because they know the other team wants to trade that person, mm-hmm. so they kind of have some leverage. The Padres just kind of gave it up. Yep. And and Cleveland got pitching, outfield, first-round pick outfield. The uh, top shortstop prospect. Top shortstop prospect, which <laughs> huge because Lindor's going by. huge because, baby, to you, my favorite player in baseball. You still got him for now. Enjoy it. Not named He's not really him. hitting very well, but yeah, enjoy it. Well, nobody hits in Cleveland. That's the thing. <laughs> you either win 1-0 or lose 1-0. I was I was uh, texting with our with uh, beers on us uh, P one Chris Martin, and he was like, "No, I wasn't talking with Chris. I was talking with somebody else." And, and it was like, "Yeah, if the Indians anyway, hi Chris, yeah, <laughs> hi Chris, if the Indians score four runs, that's like, you know, the combined score of a fourteen inning double header, <laughs> you know." So yeah, no one's hitting there. So it's a big haul for Cleveland, but the interest and and they got what they want, and you know, Clev is a good pitcher. And w- could have been on the squad, but after he hit his service time, there's no way Cleveland was going to pay him. Because Cleveland, I guess, just doesn't have money. Right. Which is strange considering they're a Major League Baseball team, but uh, they keep crying <laughs> poor. Right. So I guess, ha-ha, poor. You paid Andrew and Car- Encarnacion a lot of money. And then sent him away. Yeah. Uh, and, so, and, so the, and so Cleveland got a good deal on this. Like, the team is still good. They're still going to compete. They I mean, didn't they have Shane Bieber, so they got the best pitcher in the American League right now in baseball. Like they're good in the American League. Well, this season in baseball in the American League, <laughs> and uh, and so I am so excited to slurp up my favorite pitcher in baseball. That Jake, would be Jacob Degrom. Right. And uh, but now let's switch to the Padres. Okay, Padres acquire Clevenger, Austin Nola from the Mariners in like a ten man trade. Mm-hmm. Jason Castro from the Angels. Mm-hmm. They got Greg Allen from us, who is a great off-the-bench utility outfielder. They got Altavilla from the Mariners. Mm-hmm. Uh, and they got a guy, I can't remember, Adams, I think is Austin Adams, I think his name is. He's coming off Tommy John, but he's a reliever. Um, they got Trevor Rosenfall, and they got Mitch Moreland, and they got another reliever from the Mariners who their closer was. I mean, they're just like, here we go. <laughs> yep. It's a shortened season. We're good and exciting. Let's go. We're going to make the playoffs guaranteed. Let's go win this thing. But I think what's interesting with the Padres on this, because you're right, it's kind of strange. It's like, whoa, you're going for it when everyone's kind of like, yeah, we're going to try. We're going to go for it in 2021. We're going to try now. <laughs> Does the season even matter? Yeah, like, like nobody really cares. The Padres are like, we're going for it. But I think what's interesting is they they have a very deep farm system. 
as you're seeing with some of the guys that have come up for them. You know, they they they've had a lot of young talent that have flourished right now for them. And they still have a ton. So they're they're loaded. I think they they did their trades at the trade deadline in the days previous are little snippets of what every team does. You know, look at the Braves last year. The Braves at the trade deadline got three closers. They traded for three closers. They weren't elite closers, but they traded for three closers to bolster that bullpen. Someone else trades for a bat. Someone else trades for a starter. What they did is they did all of that. They brought in veteran presence. They brought in relief. They brought in a starter. They kind of did all of that. And I don't think they're really hurting for it. I personally don't. Well, so here's my... For the net, for the win, they, they, what they've decided is their window is not five years. They've decided their window is three. Yeah. Including this season. My big question with this, and this is where I'll, I'll come in as like the, the more realist as a baseball fan, because I actually like what the Padres did. I like when teams go for it. Um, I felt like because it's the trade deadline, they gave up a little bit too much because they gave up their best shortstop prospect. They gave up one of their best outfield prospects, their second best outfield prospect, and Taylor Trammell to the Mariners. What do they need a shortstop prospect for? I'm just they saying two on their starting roster. I'm just saying they gave up a lot. That's all. It's it's less about the players you're giving up and more <clears throat> about the value in the trade sure. to me. Like, yeah, you're right. They have Tatis. They don't need to give up a shortstop, and Machado can play there too. But should probably. Um, you gave up Munoz, who's a reliever who's supposed to be really good. Uh, you know, has been good and consistent. You gave up some good names. That's all. Mm-hmm. And I felt like some of those trades, value wise, were were tilted against them. Now the Clevenger trade, I get. Right, you're getting an ace with three years of control. Just trade, right? Make the trade. That doesn't happen. It never happens. I thought the Mariners fleeced him. Austin Nola, a 30-year-old catcher, that's your solution at catcher? God, aren't aren't the Mariners classic over the last five years of having catchers that for some reason everybody loves yeah, and we're like, we watch that uh, team frequently and they're kind of trash. I mean, Nola's having a good year. Let's not forget the great month of Janino. Absolutely. <laughs> and then they sent him to the Rays and he's never been the same. Um, Does he even play in the league? He's on the Rays, yeah. Uh, is he still on the Rays? I think he's still on the Rays. You talk. I'll look. Um, the the Mariners fleeced him in that trade. I know that Padre fans probably hate Austin Hedges, and I know Francisco Mejia never panned out to be what he was supposed to be, but I don't think Austin Nola. Thank you. We have Brad Hand. Thank I you. I don't think Austin Nola and Jason Castro are the answer at catcher. So I felt like those were trades where I was like, what did you really accomplish here? You sent, especially to the Mariners, you sent a lot of good players away for a guy who's in his 30s already and is popping for one year. That, to me, was a bit extreme. Zunino is the starting catcher for the Rays. He has played in 23 games, which I'm going to assume is most of the games they've played, batting 133. Mm, classic Zunino. A slugging of 383. Is the month of June in the shortened season going to be September, though? Mm-hmm. Maybe it's the month of se- September Nino. Is September Nino. Our uh, new Logan Morrison, since he is playing <clears throat> on the Rays. Ooh. 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 I no, our like... new Logan Morrison is uh, Jose Altuve. Oh. Hey! <laughs> uh So, I mean, look, it, I'm just looking for the realistic side of this. I think it's great that they went for it. I think the Padres are really good. I don't think they're catching the Dodgers, but they know they're making the playoffs, and they know that if they get into the playoffs, anything can happen. 
uh, especially if they have to play the Dodgers, say, in a, in a championship series. Well, that's where I want to hold you, and I want to get to that next. I want to know, does these trades really move the needle for the Padres? It's We've seen this at the trade deadline. Things are sexy. Things are kind of exciting. Is this something that can catapult the Padres into not just an NLCS, but a potential World Series berth? And we'll get to that next. But first, here's Joe with sports. This is the Hot Corner with Harrison Lynch on 1080 The Fan. I didn't realize how many Padre fans we have up in the house. Are they all different phone numbers? It's not just one guy? It's different phone numbers. Oh, okay, cool. This P1 Padre just broke down all the trades, and it's beautiful. It's beautiful. Mariner trade was by far the worst one. <clears throat> the reemergence of Will Myers and Trent Grisham made Tram- Trammel expendable. Tram- you're like, Trammel, expendable, and you're like... That's awesome. <laughs> That's a Padres fan right there. That's a Padre fan. Munoz in France will be the win of the trade, especially Munoz losing him and Quantrill and all this was tough for me. Yeah, I thought Munoz was going to be really good. Mm-hmm. Like all the hype around he's a reliever. All the hype around him was like, this guy is legit. Yeah. And they let him go. Yeah, so it's kind of cool. There were some other fans that, that chimed in. There was a Giants fan listening. There's a Diamondbacks fan listening. You know, I gave love to the Coog. I mean, us Cougs, we stick together, baby. That you do. That we do. Uh, and so that's nice that we're all hanging around. And I just didn't realize that, you know, it's probably one of those things that there's probably a decent amount of Padre fans, but Padres haven't been to the playoffs since 2006, I believe is what I heard. Um, that they're probably just been kind of sitting back, you know, just like, yeah, we're not that great. And then they're kind of a couple of years ago, they're like, okay, farm systems building a little bit. We'll just be patient. And now <clears throat> my advice to Padre fan is let the play on the field do the talking. Don't become a Red Sox fan overnight. Please, <laughs> please, for the love of God, do not become a Red Sox fan. Well, you, you kind of saw it building, right? They go out for and sure. sign Hosmer for big money, and then they get Machado you're kinda for like, big you're money. You're kind of like, Hosmer? You're like, oh, they probably overpaid Hosmer. And then they got Machado. Break the bank on Machado, and you're like, Oh, I see. And then Tatis comes up and sets the world on fire. <clears throat> and probably, probably like, the leading National League MVP candidate. Yeah. Yeah. Probably. Probably. Yeah. I mean, maybe Juan Soto, but I, I, I think the answer is, I think the answer is Tatis Jr. Has he been a little bit cold <clears throat> lately? Because I've seen a lot less from him highlight wise. Like people. Oh, like, I'm sorry. He's not hitting grand slams every day. Well, he only hit one of those. Actually, he didn't hit any of the Grand Slams, right? No, he hit one of them. He did the Grand Slam cycle. He hit a Grand Slam, was on first when a Grand Slam was hit, was on second when a Grand Slam was hit, and was on third when a Grand Slam was hit, when they hit Grand Slams in five games in a row. Five out of six. Five out of six. He was on... Including every game against the Rangers, which was just hilarious. he, He hit one. He was on... He hit one. Remember, he hit one that everybody was pissed off about. Oh, that's right. When yeah, they were well, up he was supposed to take it, and he, he was still supposed to take the pitch and went, and went deep, and I'm never going to bash him for that. He was on first for one, second for one, and third for one. They called it the Grand Slam cycle. I 
uh, recently added a Padre I had never heard of who was one of the Grand Slam hitters, and he's been quite good. Uh, his name is, I don't actually know his first name, Jake Cronenworth. <clears throat> oh, okay. How about that guy? He's now my starting second baseman on my fantasy baseball team. Yeah, that, he's good. Yeah, that's made up. No, it's real. No, I don't believe you. He's a real player. No, that sounds made up. Also, I added Sixto Sanchez. I don't know why nobody added him. He's really good and exciting. And yeah, I'm. Um, I'm gonna. I just. I just saw my phone buzzed at me about uh, McKenzie pitching for the Indians again today. He threw a six inning shutout again. I'm gonna go pick him up. No, he's already been picked up. Oh, really? He was picked up after the first start. No, that sucks. I tried to wait until the second start, and he was already gone. You know, it's cool. You know, it's cooler is uh, my team's gonna win the World Series. Every game is going to be the most boring 1-0 game you've ever seen in your life. And every game we lose is going to be the most boring 1-0 game you ever saw in your life. Is but your team going to win the World Series? Uh, no. A team that can't hit usually doesn't win the World Series. Who knows? Maybe we could beat the, beat the A's. Maybe. The, the A's are the best team in the American League. Yes, they are. Anyway, so the, the topic... Well, the Rays can really put up a fight on that, too. I see what you did there. <laughs> a little tease for next o'clock or 8 o'clock? We'll do 8 o'clock. 8 yeah. o'clock on the Rays. Uh, with their fighting chance for a World Series. <laughs> um, so the question, the question is, is this obviously moves the needle? And if I'm a Padre fan, and again, I appreciate you Padre fans listening to the show Dude, tonight. We have so many. We love you. Yeah, we love you guys a lot. And thank you for being brown and burnt yellow. Those uniforms rock. Yeah, your new unis are sick. Those, those unis are awesome. Um, this moves the needle. And definitely sets them up. Like I said, it shortened with all the prospects gone. It shortens the five-year window to more of like a three-year window. And so we all know that. We all acknowledge that. Can they do it this year? Yes. Why? They've got the mojo. When you watch, when you watch, I love baseball mojo. When you watch a team play, Red Sox 04. Sorry, Mike. Baseball mojo. When you like, watch, that's Mojo. The you know the Phillies in 08. Oh yeah. yeah, Phillies 08. Yeah. Mojo. Team teams that haven't won in a while, and you know that they're going for it because they're trying to break a streak. You can feel it sometimes. Mm-hmm. And it doesn't always lead to a World Series win, but you can feel it. That they, Cubs 16. That they have that that vibe that they can do it. Damn Cubs in 16. This may be weird. I don't know if the Dodgers have that Mojo this year. The Dodgers are great, right? The Dodgers are really good. Um, great staff. I think Dustin May is fantastic. <clears throat> he's like my new favorite pitcher in baseball. Yeah. He's so fun to watch. Yeah, yeah. He's got the crazy leg kick and the yeah. super floofy red hair. Yeah, and his yeah, yeah. Pitches move like crazy. Mookie Betts is hitting three home runs a game. You know, they, they're a good team. But I watch them play, and it's like they're expected to be good. There's like a professionalism to it. There's no excitement. There's no excitement. It's the same. I mean, I'm a Yankee fan, and I understand that because last you got you guys are classic. Non-exciting. Last at year, least, at least Yankees of the '90s and Yankees of the '60s and '50s. Last year was different because everyone was hurt, so it was exciting because all these young guys came up and proved themselves, and there was a different energy. And the veterans like Lemayhew and stuff like yeah, that. Yeah, this year it's a little different because the guys who are filling in for everybody hurt again for some reason aren't doing the same thing. Um, but the Padres have that mojo. They have when you watch the Padres play, there's they're having fun, mm-hmm. and you've got young guys. Who have energy that push the team, but are also leaders at the same time. You've got a couple of good vets. I think Hosmer's a great vet to have on a team. I mean, he World Series champion. Alex Gordon is the captain of that Royals team, but boy, Eric Hosmer and Sal Perez were the engines of that team. You have a World Series champion on your mm-hmm. team. You've got 
a, an MVP type player in Machado if he can put it together consistently year in year out. You got a top five most exciting young You've player got in baseball. The most exciting young player in baseball. And the Fernando most. Tati, yes, Fernando Tatis Jr. I still love Acuna, but the way he plays and Juan Soto. The way he plays, not taken away, but from Tatis. Um, just want to make sure everyone gets their love. And and you've got that, and you just watch them have fun. Mm-hmm. And yes, the Dodgers are going to be tough to beat. Yes, they're still ahead of you in the division. Uh, yes, you've got other good teams in the National League that are going to give you issues as well. But there's just a feeling to the Padres this year, and I think every Padre fan feels it too. I had a friend of mine who's a Padre fan text me, and he I'll, I'll read you the text because I thought it was funny. I haven't talked to this guy in probably a year. Um you know, he used to work for Comcast. He used to be here all the time, and then we haven't seen each other for a while. Rust? No, uh, Mike. Mike. Oh, oh, Mike. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I remember him. I used to always come in and talk to him, and he was just like, hey, dude. Yeah. I was like, hey, man. Uh, he said, can I just say how effing fantastic it is to be a Padres fan finally? And he had a picture of a gif of a Padres player drumming on the front of the dugout. <laughs> and I said, enjoy it. He goes, it's just a whirlwind of awesome. Stellar unis, Slam Diego, and Tatis can have my babies. <laughs> like, if you have fans feeling that way, yeah, it's not just because the Padres are good again. It's because it's something different. It remind- so to answer your original question, yes, they can win it all this year. Mm-hmm. It's a strange year. Nothing matters. Nothing makes any sense. Yes, the Dodgers are the best team in the National League, and it's not really close if you look at it from a talent standpoint. Mm-hmm. But I just think the Padres have that chance. It reminds me of you know being a Cleveland fan in 2016. You know, we kind of bulldozed our way through the American League, and then walked into the World Series, and you just like we were so excited. And it's nice to have fan bases that are excited to where Cubs fans that year were kind of like, oh God, don't blow this. To where we're just like, if you win it, you win it. If we didn't, we're in the World Series. <laughs> and it feels like the Padres have that too. Like the the example, like I love that you brought this up. I love that you brought up like the flair and the excitement of watching Padres play baseball. Because I'll take who are let let's compare because the, the Dodgers are the better team right now on paper. Okay. Okay. And this mojo can beat them. We've seen that happen in the past. Baseball's a crazy sport. <clears throat> Let's take the two best pitchers, the best pitcher on the Dodgers and the best pitcher on the Padres. The best pitcher on the Dodgers is Walker Bueller. And Walker Bueller is a no-nonsense, show up to the office, deals straight filth, and is fantastic, and is going to be fantastic for another 10 years. Yes, he's quite good. Quite good. The best pitcher on the Padres is Mike Clevenger. Mike Clevenger has long hair, is this really disgusting beard he's growing right now. And when he stands on the mound, he does this like rock shimmy thing right before he throws. How is that not indicative of what the Padres are right now? There was a controversy because Fernando Tatis Jr. hit a bomb of a grand slam. That's attitude. It is. That's swag. It is. It's the new generation of baseball. And please, please, please promote it. Yes. Please, baseball, promote it. But they won't. The Dodgers might win the World Series. They're probably the best team in the in, in baseball right now. But that S is boring. It's boring baseball. Give me Tatis. Give me Clevenger. Let's do it. Are we picking the Padres to win the World Series? 
Um, I don't know if I'm ready to pick anybody to win the World Series yet, but uh, they're not going to hit Shane Bieber. I'll tell you that. I'm tra- I'm trending that way. I'm kind of liking it too. I'm trending that way. I'm kind of liking it too. I love that national. It's easy to pick the Dodgers. I love that but... national media is like, yeah, Dodgers are better. It's like, do you guys watch baseball? Well, the Dodgers. Do you got a little feeling, Patrick? The Dodgers the... are literally a better team right now. They have a better agreed, record. agreed. But like, let's let's start talking with our heart, okay? Ah, baseball would be yes, a lot. The baseball of the the sport of stats and stat nerds. Yeah. Let's talk with our hearts. We can have our stats. We appreciate the stat nerds, Patrick. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We do. We love the stat nerds. And keep with the stats. And that's how you, like, break things down. But when you're talking about a three-game series, hmm, I'm kind of thinking with my heart here. Well, but they're not going to play the Dodgers in the three-game series. No, they wouldn't. No. They should start tanking. Get the eight seed, play the Dodgers right off the bat. Is that how that should work, Patrick? Just smack them around. (laughs) (laughs) All right, Tatis Machado, you keep hitting. Everyone else, you need to suck from here on out. Start punching people randomly. Get suspended. (laughs) Go to the bar. Get COVID, dude. Like, do whatever you need. Yeah, and then come to the clubhouse without telling us and spread it around. Except for you, Clevenger, don't do that again. Yeah, if you do it again, we have to let you go because you're an idiot. Yeah, that kicked you off your last team. Yeah. All right, all right. Speaking of idiots, uh, we should probably check in on the Astros and their great success. With fun with audio, apparently. With fun with audio, apparently. So we'll do all that next. This is the Hot Corner on Portland Sports Leader, 1080 The Fan. This is the Hot Corner with Harrison Lynch on 1080 The Fan. Didn't have to run. I knew it was love from a mile away. I like JT a lot. Uh, it's 7.50 here, and it's time for us, as we do weekly, to check in on the asterisk Stros. The Bastros. The Bastros. That's that what, what we, we decided. Is that what we decided on? That is what we decided on. I don't remember who texts that in. If you want to remind us, let us know. I think it was RJ. I think it was RJ, too. RJ's not listening to the show tonight, man. He hasn't texted in. Hmm. Where he's dead. Too many beers of the week. Must be on my fantasy team. <laughs> uh, the Bastros. So here's where we're going right now. Uh, where do you want to start? You want to start with the good guys or the bad guys? Let's start with the good guys. Let's savor the bad guys. Let's savor the bad guys. Savor the peelies. Well, I think it's pretty clear these days from looking at stats over the last few weeks. <clears throat> Kyle Tucker is probably the best all-around player. For them right now. He was a highly rated prospect for them. Was a highly rated prospect. Had some dances in the playoffs last year uh, when they pulled Josh Reddick. You know, everybody's favorite right fielder. Um, Kyle Tucker right now batting 262, but he's got an OPS of 878. He's got six home runs, 29 RBIs, leads the club in both categories. A couple weeks ago, that's a pretty good OPS. It's a pretty good OPS. Like 820 was when the fall off started. So he's in the good category. Yeah, um, leading the team in OPS and on-base percentage, but with terrible home run and RBI numbers would be... Your favorite, my Mr. Favorite, Michael Brantley. Michael Brantley, who uh, has had a surge in the last week. He's batting 300 again. Oh, lots of meaningless singles. He's got a 903 OPS. That's not meaningless singles. Okay. 
He's a slugging at 525. <laughs> so meaningless. 378 on base percentage. So uh, his entire OPS number is based on on base percentage and not slugging? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> He's got three home runs and 15 RBIs. He literally wow. has half of Kyle Tucker. That's crazy. On both of them. Uh, as we slow, as Michael we. Michael Brantley, bad? No. He's just not. Is Michael Brantley, good. <laughs> also, no. <laughs> Michael Brantley is not situational. Mm. Michael Brantley just is. <laughs> he just, God, that hurts to say. It kills me. Shouldn't have gone to the enemy. Uh, Alex Bregman, staying stable at 272. All right. With an 874. Okay. He's so, got. So he's a jerk, but he's he's figured out how to hit without knowing what pitch is coming slightly. He's got four home runs and 14 RBIs. That's less than good. That's less than good. That's less than good. He is also more on base than slugging in his OPS. Mm. Uh, let's see here. Harder to hit doubles and home runs when you don't know what pitch is Yeah, coming. the racist looks the same in Yuli Gurriel. Okay. Carlos Correa is at 285, but his OPS is really down. He has three home runs on the year. Okay. Um. 28 strikeouts, which is third on the team in strikeouts. I think I know who number one is. Um, Martin Maldonado is tied in second, and Kyle Tucker is first. Oh, never mind. But that's fine because Kyle Tucker is young. Actually hitting. Yeah, and, he, and he's young, so you can expect that. George Springer still rocking a 194. Woo! 194 is on base percentage at 331. That's your leadoff hitter, folks. Uh, and then, uh, you know, we always save this the best for last. Jose Altuve, the cheating baseball elf. Yes, is batting 218 with a 596 OPS. That is a 279 on base percentage and yikes. a 317 slugging. That's as yikes as yikes can get. He is also tied for second with Martin Maldonado for the most strikeouts oh, on the team. Close. I was you close. were close, but you got to remember young kids. Yeah. Young kids swing. Also, strikeouts don't matter as much anymore. Right, right. At young, least in terms of how people do Young feel. kids swing. So the two days off didn't help him very much? No, he's trash. Great. He's trash. Just great. So so we found out that Jose Altuve and George Springer suck. Yeah, and Alex Bregman and Carlos Correa are fine. Are, are solid. Yeah. Yeah. Solid. Solid. Yeah. Yeah. And nobody's good. And nobody's good. Nobody's good. Good. You know who leads the team in OPS? Although OP- they're still in the playoffs right now. You so. know who leads the team in OPS right now? It's Jordan Alvarez at a 958. Because he played one game? <laughs> and he hurt both his knees and is out for the rest of the year. Michael Brantley's only played in 22 games. Out of how many? Uh, the highest on the team is Correa at 35. Mm. So they realize that Michael Brantley can't do anything <laughs> except for hit singles <laughs> and walk. Which leads us to fun with audio, as they say on primetime, right? Isn't that isn't that a primetime thing? Correct. Yep, a primetime thing, fun with audio. Now, Mike and I have no idea... What Joe is about to play us. Joe was very upset when he came in and found that I didn't listen to it. And then you came in and said I didn't listen to it. And he was <laughs> and, like, come on. And Mike's just like, nice, validated. <laughs> <laughs> also, uh, Joe, the producer of this show, asked me to grab the audio well, for the I, show. I thought that was funny. <laughs> I saw that too. Here anyways. I, I saw that too. And I was like, producer asking host to do his job. <laughs> you know, when I typed that up, I was like, yeah, this might come across as me not wanting to do my job, but he's already there. So yeah, that's how I saw it. And I don't do either of your jobs. <laughs> <laughs>
Uh, so, uh, did you guys know that it's an election year? You you aware of that? Uh, it terrifies me every day that I wake <laughs> up and go to sleep. It basically uh, haunts my entire existence. There's no election. The guy in the White House is never leaving. What are you talking yeah, about? That's right. 12 more. No, I'm not even going to go there. Um, but, uh, the, uh, and you know, the Rangers right now, they're trying to save face. They're trying to save some, uh, save some votes. Boy, are they see? terrible. Um, we all thought they'd be decent and they suck. Although I did see Elvis Anderson at a home run yesterday. Apparently he still exists as a player. Well, yeah, he's the new Adrian Beltre. Uh, no, he lost his power because Beltre left because he was uh, Beltre's son. So Beltre retiring <laughs> means he doesn't have anyone he has to, you know, he's looking up to and he can't hit anymore. Oh, okay. I, I actually don't know if that's true. I thought that was a steroid joke first. Nope. So the Rangers trying to win some votes back with the Texas contingency. And uh, what what better way to do that than to uh, go after the Astros? So I love it. The Rangers released this promo today that, um, I mean, just, yeah, just listen. Houston, they've got a problem. Our opponents call themselves Astros. New research shows that Astros is actually shorthand for astronauts. Why is this team obsessed with leaving its home planet? Now more than ever, we need a team who embraces one planet, Earth. The only planet with drinkable water, giraffes, and America's favorite pastime. The Texas Rangers stand for Earth. I'm Chris Woodward, and I approve this message. <laughs> that is brilliant. You know what? My favorite part of that was it reminded me that Chris Woodward was the manager of the Rangers. My favorite part was, what does Astros stand for? I'm like, cheaters? They say astronauts. Astronauts. Oh, well, yeah, that's correct. That is correct. Yeah. I didn't realize that either. The best part of that video is when they say, drinkable water, giraffes. They show a picture of a camel. <laughs> <laughs> and there's like an asterisk and it's like giraffes don't always look like this or something like that look but, um, I, the, video, the michael scott promo for the rangers go and watch the video because the images that they use for it is just it makes it 10 we, times better we are spoiled here in in rip city because the blazers social media account is great yeah like almost yeah. universally great it makes me so happy when social media accounts for teams are smart and witty and just kind of get it. Yeah, that was released on like their YouTube. Like that was a straight up Rangers promo that they did themselves. Yeah, that's brilliant. Brilliant. I literally care. I could not care less for a team than the Rangers. They have no sway with me either way. They they are a team that exists in the baseball, and I don't care. They're yeah. Michael Brantley. They're Michael Brantley. They just are. I love this text, 503-250-1080. I so much love the Astros update. Michael Brantley is best line of the night. <laughs> <laughs> the, Rangers, the Rangers are Michael Brantley. The Rangers are Michael Brantley. It kills me that this is where we are with Michael Brantley. I love this player. I loved this man. He's so monumental and instrumental for our team because he got singles when no one else was hitting and then and didn't moved, get any RBIs at all. No one over because <laughs> no one was on base. Mariner fans know that. Well, there was a player named Ichiro on their team um, for 10 years. <laughs> <laughs> at least Michael Brantley only did it for like five. This makes me respect the Rangers so much more than I did. I, I hate everyone on their team, but I, for some reason, am now rooting for them. But I hate him for every other reason outside of that. Joey Gallo, be big, me swing bat. Hey, he's actually good now. <laughs> oh, okay. Isn't that weird? No. He was hitting like 180 and struck out every other at bat. And then homered every other at bat. Cool. Adam Dunn's 12 away from 500. 
Yeah, Joey Gallo's Adam Dunn. Is that a bad thing? Adam Dunn was good. We all liked Adam Dunn. <laughs> well, he was in your division for most of the time. And he Michael Lynch would say. Home runs. <laughs> he probably hit a lot of home runs against your team. Ooh, I'm crying. That was good. That was fun. <laughs> I like that. Let's move from crying to fighting, all right? Do the Tampa Bay Rays have a fighting chance in the American League East? We'll do that next. Hot Corner, Portland Sports Leader, 1080 The Fan. Why? Why? If you Why? have T-Mobile 5G home internet, you might be hearing this Why? a lot. Why? Every time your internet slows down during the busiest hours. Why? Why? Because your network gives priority to cell phone users. Why? Why? Good question. Why not switch to Cox Internet with two times faster download speeds than T-Mobile 5G home internet during peak hours? Okay. Stop the whys and visit cox.com slash 5G home for details. T-Mobile prioritizes certain T-Mobile phone users over home internet users during times of congestion. 